podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And it is a very quiet Friday today. Normally we'd be talking about a game coming up this weekend, but as it's the international break, there is none of that. There is international football if you can stomach it. I'll leave you to do that yourself. Uh, In news today, Mohamed Salah has been named the Premier League Player of the Month for October, having been robbed of the Player of the Month award for September, as it was farcically handed to Cristiano Ronaldo. Salah has deservedly won the award this month. He scored five goals in the month, including his hat-trick against Manchester United. And basically put the whole world on notice that right now he is the best player on the planet. And on the topic of that, I saw I saw a video yesterday. I think it was Joe, Sports Joe, or one of those that shared it. And it was two lads having a chat about a bunch of different things. But Salah comes up and they start to debate his position in the lineage of the great African players. And one of them tried to make the argument that you cannot claim that Salah is one of the greatest African players ever because, in his words, he's only been good for three years. He's only been good since joining Liverpool. So I thought we'd do a little bit of a quick look into that and just disprove that nonsense. If we take into account that Salah has been at Liverpool for four and a half years and has been incredible in that time, that starts the disproving of it. In his two seasons at Roma, when allegedly they were the best of a bad bunch, they finished third and then second. And he was the best player on the team. So that's pretty impressive. It doesn't really matter whether or not he won... Serie A player of the year. He was the best player in the second best team in the league. That in itself is a pretty big accomplishment. You can go before that when he was at Basel and he was voted the Swiss League player of the season in 2013. Swiss Super League player of the year. Bar his time at Chelsea which is basically a year. He joined in January. He went on loan the following January. Bar that period of time, Salah has been incredible. He was good in Egypt, which prompted Basel to buy him. He was brilliant there. He wasn't as much of a goal scorer as we would later, later know him to become, but he was great for them. Which is why Liverpool and Chelsea, who were two of the top four clubs in England at the time, top three, I think, didn't Chelsea finish third that season behind City and Liverpool? So two of the top three teams in England deemed this kid good enough to buy him. Now, you wouldn't put anything into the fact that it didn't work out for him at Chelsea because Mourinho was there. And in that same period of time, Chelsea sold Dukaku and Kevin De Bruyne. So we'll just bin that off. He went to Fiorentina. He was really good. He went to Roma and he was incredible. And since joining us, he has been undeniably world class. And he has risen to the level of being the best player in the world. 
And for my money, only one other time in football history has an African player been the best player in the world. And that was George Weah in the mid-90s. Kind of before Il Phenomeno Ronaldo came on the scene. Weah between Baju and Ronaldo, Weah was the best player. That's the only other time an African player has been the best player on the planet. So for me, I would put Salah as the number two African player of all time behind George Weah. Body of work from when he was in Egypt, through Switzerland, through Italy, and into England. Four different leagues that he has proven himself to be a high-caliber player. The level he's reached, only the second African player ever to be the best player in the world. Now, right now, Salah's status as, as the best player in the world is still subjective. Messi has obviously just won the Ballon d'Or. But I do feel like it is becoming widely accepted that on current form, Salah is number one. Salah right now is the best player. There's, there's no argument for Messi because he's having a poor season. So right now, Salah is the best player in the world. Now, Weah did it for longer, which is why I'd put him ahead. And I also think he did it in a stronger era. But I think you've got to consider Salah one of the two or three or four best African players ever. I don't know how you couldn't. And the, the arguments that were made were farcical. And some of the player names that were thrown out, Samuel Etu, great player, not as good as Salah. J.J. Akacha. J.J. Akacha, a player renowned for underachieving. A player who, when he retired, the overwhelming feeling was he was fun to watch, but he never came close to being as good as he should have been. His career was a bit of a letdown. You look at J.J. Akacha's career and you tell me where it is that he truly maxed out his ability. Eindrick Frankfurt, Fenerbahce, maybe at Fenerbahce, he didn't, it didn't work for him at Paris Saint-Germain. He spent four years at Bolton. Like, where am I meant to be impressed? I love J.J. Akacha, but in no way... Is he in the conversation as the greatest African player ever? Most talented, maybe. But he underachieved in his career. He never came close to maxing out his talent. And the scary thing, I think, for fans of other clubs, is that I think Salah can sustain this current level for the next three to four years. I see no reason why he couldn't. As Jaden Sancho said, scary hours. Right, let's move through the main Liverpool sites. The club site has a nice piece up. Matt Beard, the manager of Liverpool's women's team, has been awarded the FA Women's Championship Manager of the Month. Nice little piece up there, so give that one a read. Um, what's next for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain in make-or-break season, asks This is Anfield. There's also a piece there about the the schedule for next season, which has a ridiculous break for a ridiculous World Cup in a ridiculous venue. So, you know, you can read that and you can be just disappointed with the people who make decisions about the the future and the health of this sport. 
on Liverpool.com, Michael Edwards' secret Liverpool favourite can offer unexpected defensive fix for Jurgen Klopp. I mean, obviously Bobby is his favourite signing, and as he said, his his dog's name is Bobby. I'm not going to read the piece now, but I'm struggling with how Bobby is going to fix the problem of midfielders not doing their job. Um, Liverpool can name strong January 11 during AFCON, and Jurgen Klopp will trust Jewel to step up. Uh, he hasn't trusted them before, so I'm not sure why he would do so in January. I think it'll very much be a case of Klopp trying to patch things together. We may even see him change shape. Liverpool cleared for stunning 45 million January return as Barcelona chased or caused double transfer headache. Um, this is about Raheem Sterling. And I, I can't see that there's any possibility that Raheem Sterling would be signed by Liverpool because I doubt his wages would fit into our structure. But at the same time, I'd love to have him back personally. I think Raheem was brilliant for us. I think he's improved hugely since leaving. And I think it would be very unpopular with certain people who believed that the lies that were told about him after he left and the media narratives that were spun by the club. But Raheem Sterling is, number one, a really good kid. Number two, he's a great, great player. Top five player in the Premier League for two straight years. Not last year, but the two seasons before that. Raheem Sterling was absolutely world-class. And you don't reach that level without being special. I would take Raheem back in the morning, but I doubt the club would be willing to pay the wages. Um, finally then, on AnfieldIndex.com, Stephen Smith has a new piece up entitled My Greatest Liverpool Match. And it is about the best game that he attended. Um, it's a really fun piece. I really highly recommend giving that one a read. Really, 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 really fun. Uh, on Anfield Index Pro, from a podcast point of view, there's the new What If with myself and Mark Roberts. It, well, Mark Roberts and myself, it is Mark's podcast. There is a new Scouted with myself and Carl Matchett. And there is the latest Under Pressure, Pressing Concerns. No gags, no cyberundish gags, probably caught up in the world of crypto. Sigh, probably off doing some sort of thing for CNN or BBC or some other major media outlet. That's what he does, big time cyberundish. Uh, so it's Dan Kennett, Dan Rhodes and Phil Barker having a chat about the double header they did at Letico Madrid and West Ham. So do check that one out. It's very, very good. Very, very good. Well worth your while giving that one a listen. And that is pretty much me for today, folks. Thank you very much. I will speak to you all next week. Enjoy your weekends. Enjoy the international football if you decide to do that. I got my fill last night. I watched Ireland versus Portugal. I saw Shane Duffy do a Cruyff turn and send Cristiano Ronaldo for a newspaper. I never need to watch Ireland play again. I never need to see it again. Cristiano has never scored on Irish soil. He never will. The pitchforks will come out if he rocks up here again. Go and score against San Marino and all the other crap teams you get your goals against, son. You're not scoring here. Shane Duffy with the choke slam as well, which is great. 
Uh, we'll see you Monday. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.